0: The Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. We're back with the first episode of our MBL show into 2023. Absolutely delighted to be here once again. This time rocking a little bit more of a tan, I think. A little bit of summer sun has done a world of good for me. So as I said, delighted to be here. Another massive episode. It's been a massive couple of weeks across the MBL. Uh, the games have been fast and furious to say the least last game coming up for the regular season on the 5th of february so it's uh it's approaching very very quickly a heap of a heap of storylines still to play out um before we get into today's action-packed show though guys a big shout out to both stadium scene and the cover both those two entities doing fantastic things for not only us but other content creators out there um so certainly appreciate all their continued work and support for us and also, if you hadn't seen our our most recent episode dropped on the weekend, myself Rowan Lee, uh, talking about the NBA, if you didn't tune into that one. Just want to want to just want to wish all of our listeners a very Merry Christmas. Hope you guys had a Merry Christmas, should I say, and a great New Year, uh, for us. And I hope for you guys, it's certainly going to be the biggest and best year yet in twenty twenty three. I know from a basketball perspective, it's, it's shaping up as just a monster. Uh, the NBA. So much to look forward to on that front, but the NBL as well, as I said, the last game of the regular season, 5th of February, um, you know, four weeks to go now. It's uh, it's going to be a hell of a push for the playing spots um, and especially for the top two as well. A lot of storylines still to unfold over the last stretch of the season. What we've got in store today though, guys, is I'm going to rip through a couple of quick odds and ends momentarily. I'm then going to delve into some of who I think are the most underrated players within the league. So, I'll touch base. I've got four names to rattle through um, from four different teams there. I'd love to hear what you guys think of these ones. Do you agree with me? Are they overrated? Are there other players that you would have had in your list? Have at it in the comments, guys. Okay, let's get into some odds and ends. First and foremost, now this one came more so last week. I just wanted to make note of it, but the Illawarra Hawks, uh, their season has been nothing short of a catastrophe. Compounded, this, you know, it's... uh, it's as, as about as bleak as you can get, really. Um, And this was, with their season, the way it's gone thus far, it was compounded with the news that Peyton Seaver, he'll miss the remainder of this season with a shoulder injury. Um, he suited up in 11 games for the team, averaged nine points, two rebounds, six and a half assists, a steal and a half a game. Fingers crossed for a speedy recovery for him. Hopefully see him fit and firing once returning to the gong next year. Uh, But that's kind of just pretty well how their season's gone. Um, they it's, it's almost like the expression, some people just can't have nice things. Well, it's kind of like that for the Hawks at the moment. Injuries, the losses, it's just been the season from hell. So no doubt they're looking forward to it wrapping up in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, this one also coming from the week prior, the Wildcats have added former Breakers man Ty Webster. Uh, he's suited up for the last couple of games since, since our last episode, and has looked very impressive so far. Uh, the brother there, Corey Webster, comes from most recently playing in the Turkish League, where he averaged eight points, two rebounds, three assists, and is certainly going to have a big, big task on his hands as the Wildcats hope to return to postseason basketball. It's uh, they're in a dicey, dicey little predicament at the moment. There's a real logjam from about four to four to eight, uh, with the top six teams making the postseason. There, the top two guaranteed, the following four in the plane, so. Uh, the Wildcats are nipping on the heels there in seventh, but still going to have a lot of work to do over the coming weeks. So he'll no doubt have a big role to play within this. The Jack Jumpers have re signed Sean McDonald to a two year contract, return of the Mac to a two year contract extension. Next season, he'll once again suit up as a development player. Uh, then in 24 25, becoming a full rostered player, which is It's so, so well-deserved. He could have certainly made a case uh, to feature in this episode with players most underrated. Uh, I didn't put him in. But that being said, he is so, so deserving of this extension. Um, He's increased his game time from three minutes up to 20 minutes a game this season. He's averaging 6.3 points, two rebounds, two assists on just under a tick under 40% shooting from three. Again, another player who... He just really he does the little things really well. So it's those little one percenters, the energy hitting the three when it's needed most. Uh, it's gonna be an interesting little period of time for coach Scott Roth there. Just to work out the minutes with Matt Kenyon coming back, Sam McDaniel coming back, Will Magney having his minutes slowly ramped up. Uh there's a lot of I, I I mentioned a point about this a couple of weeks ago, and it's on our socials as well. Check them out. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Um I put up a real saying that the Jack Jumpers had the deepest team within the league and it's going to be highlighted by that even more so in the coming weeks now that these names are returning. So, you know, it's, I certainly don't envy Scott Roth there. He is going to have a lot of tough decisions to make. Um, McDaniel and Kenyon made their made their return to the squad the other night against Melbourne United in that loss. Neither of them suited up, but certainly expect over the coming week or so for that uh that game time to ramp up for those two as well but yeah nevertheless a huge congratulations for shawnee mac there um it's just incredible the strides he's made from last season to this season and and really playing pivotal minutes with pivotal output as well so very well deserved there mate looking forward to seeing you for the coming two seasons beautiful guys after a very very quick odds and ends there it's uh let's move ahead to the main event daily dribble Okay, as I said at the top of the show, I was going to rip through some of my most underrated players within the league. I've got four names to mention here. Um, would love to hear from you guys out there. You've been tremendous as of late, sending in your responses, your thoughts on our episodes. Keep it coming. Hit us up on the in- Instagram, Facebook, email, any other form of form of contact content. Uh, content. Blah, blah, blah. What's the uh? What's the medium I'm looking for? Any form of medium that's not medium we'll use medium anyway any form of medium you'd like to contact us we would love to hear from you guys tell you what it's uh it's incredible once you have a little bit of a break how rusty you seem so bear with me on that one um but as i said four players let's get into my first play here coming from the new zealand breakers i've got isaiah liafa isaiah liafa always get his name mucked up there Liartha, um, he has been tremendous this season for the Breakers. Came over last season from Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. He's having a career season in his young career so far, averaging a tick under 13 points, two and a half rebounds, nearly three assists, a steal and a half a game. He's a real impact guy, a real impact guy who goes under the radar. Some of the other, you know, the newer, I guess, bigger household name players that the Breakers possess this season, Pardon, Brantley. Uh, they're no doubt stealing uh, Abercrombie there, McDowell-White taking the limelight. Um, but I think Liaf is one of, if not their sneakiest, most important player. It was tremendous. It was, about a, it was a couple of weeks ago now. I had the privilege of watching him against the Jack Jumpers out at my State Bank Arena. He was money. He dropped 21 points, four rebounds, five assists, went four or seven from three, and was without a shadow of a doubt their man of the match, Um you know, it was again the Jack jumps held control for, for, for the vast majority, um, but any shed of hope that the uh, the Breakers had really hinged on what Leafa was doing there. So, you know, they've they haven't guaranteed. Well, they've pretty well guaranteed at least a playing spot at worst, um, sitting in the guaranteed playoff spot at the moment. But you know, things are shaping up really well for this team, and if if they're to go the distance. Um, which every indicator is pointing towards they can, he's going to be a huge part of part of their plans. Um, you know, I, I was a big fan of what he was doing with the Phoenix last season, but the strides he's taken this season, the way he fits into their setup, he's almost just got a license to shoot. Uh, he's, he is must watch. Loving, loving what he's doing and having that ability from outside um, with the team they've got around him. It's, uh, it's super, super exciting. So no doubt see big things for him in the coming weeks. Okay. A player that doesn't probably say, doesn't quite say as much game time is Angus Glover from the Sydney Kings. Uh, he's averaging six points, two and a half rebounds one assist shoots, the three ball though at an incredible 47% and going from the field at 55%. Uh, he's only playing around 15 minutes a game, but in that time, it, it's really, really positive. He's a plus 4.7 in that time on court. Um, Again, is just a real effort energy guy and does the things well that doesn't show up in the box score. His ability, his tendency to knock down these these quality threes and key moments when the game's either there to be won or when the offense has stagnated, it just seems he he crops up at the at the most desired time. Um, and I know being on the opposite end of it as a as a jack jumpers fan, he's certainly dealt a few daggers to us over the course of the last season and a half, but um Again, you look at the talent that team possesses, Walton Jr., Suarez there, Cooks, um, Vasilevich. You know, he's not a name, especially coming off the bench, It gets probably enough love. Uh, but he's just a really, really high-caliber role guy. And and every team needs him. You know, it's, I guess, for the NBL, what, what are they, 40-minute games, starting five, throughout the season, you probably play rosters of maybe – 10, 11, 12, if you're, you know, a bit of a blowout. Um, as it tightens in the playoffs, you're probably looking at a seven to eight-man roster. Whether he'll fit into that or not for the Kings remains to be seen, but I think given the way he's going and, again, that ability to knock down the three-ball, um, don't be surprised to see him play play some key minutes in the playoffs there. So Angus Glover is my second player. My third player is none other than the Iceman Isaac White, the Jack Jumpers um sensation it's quickly becoming a fan sensation Isaac White um certainly biased on this one just given to the fact he is one of if not our favorite guests we've had on the show here um just a super super guy to talk to so down to earth um has really been a real bright spark over probably the last month or two seeing his game time increase his output increase um he's averaging five points two rebounds one assist a game, but shooting fifty-four and a half percent from three, which is just bananas. Um, and what I love about him, he's the ultimate hype guy, the ultimate energy guy. You could hope for on any team, whether it's on the bench, whether it's on the court, even you know outside of you know game day, everything he does is just infectious, and he's just a guy you would want want to play with. Um, you know, as I said, he's, uh, he's playing ten minutes a game at the moment. As with like Sean McDonald there, it's going to be interesting to see how things unfold with Matt Kenyon and Sam McDaniel coming back to the squad, but he's undoubtedly earned his place. Um, He is probably over the course of the last couple of weeks, as I said, in one of the, one of the MVPs from the Jack jumpers over that stretch of time. And um, I don't really think if you look at him on the bench, it's hard to pick a guy who's more invested than he is. Um, So I certainly hope to see him continue to get minutes, continue to impact the game. Um, as I said, his ability from three at the minute, 54.5% compounded you know, with, with what Shawnee Mack's doing there. Forgive me, what did I say? 40, 40, 40%? Yeah, 40% give or take there. Um, it's just incredible the ability to have two snipers off the bench um, and certainly hope to see him continue to get that game time that he, that he so deserves. My fourth and final player is from the southeast Melbourne Phoenix. It is Trey Kell, the uh, third, the US import. Again, on a, t- on a high quality team, where just due to how good a season Mitch Creek's having, Alan Williams, even at times Carl Adnam, uh, Ryan Brockoff, Zochi, there's a lot, a lot of talent on this team. And I think Kell's almost gone under the radar because of that, which I don't think he would mind. Um, he's averaging 13 points, three and a half rebounds, three assists, a steal a game, shooting 36% from three. I think he's been a bit of an unsung hero, especially through that, that middle third of their season. Um, you know, they really made a hefty charge up the standings. We're running a pretty incredible uh, winning streak there. Since come back down to earth a little bit, they're riding a four-game losing streak. Currently sitting at 12 and 11 on the season, sixth in the standings. So if the season were to end today, they're currently holding a playing spot. As I said, though, Melbourne United, Perth, Wildcats there, they are really hot on the heels of of the Phoenix there. So um, I think if they're to to make the play, which given the squad they've got, I think is a bare minimum. um, He's going to have to be big and continue to flourish, continue to stand up in key moments especially over the last couple of weeks and the last couple of games, I think hints why they've suffered a couple of losses. It almost feels as if it's, it's Mitch Craig or bust. Um, but yeah, I think for them to go deep, a lot's going to hinge on what Kel can provide for them. Um, I still think, you know, he's got another level to give, as I said, 13, three and a half rebounds, three assists, steal a game. I think if he could get those numbers up to, well, oh, let's say 16, four and four, you're going to have a hell of a lot better chance of winning these games in the clutch. Um, they've just looked a little bit out of sorts as of late. Um, and it's uh, it's kind of now and ever for them. You know, as I said, Perth have got some momentum. Melbourne United are making a very late push for it. But, um, you know, if, if the Phoenix don't get a wriggle on, they've got coming up the Bullets, Jack Jumpers, and Perth. I think you'd want to get at least two, you'd want to get two wins out of that. You'd want to, the Bullets is an absolutely must win game. Uh, that one coming up next Monday. But then they've they've got to play Tassie, Tassie and Launceston here. Um, and, then the, and then the Wildcats, followed by the Taipans and Kings to round out their season. So they play, what do we got there? Yeah, okay. They're, they're in trouble. They're in trouble unless they win at least two of these next three games, I think, just with how close the standings are. Just for a little bit of context, um, the Jack Jumpers in Adelaide, so this is starting at fourth place. The Jack Jumpers in Adelaide currently sit at 11 and 10. So that's fourth and fifth. The Southeast Melbourne Phoenix sit in sixth position at 12 and 11. The Perth Wildcats sit at 10 and 10 on the season. Melbourne United at 11 and 12. So a couple of teams have played a few more games than their respective counterparts, but from on win percentage from fourth through to eighth, there's only 4% separating them. 52% the, the Jack jumps in Adelaide, 48% for Melbourne. So that's just illustrating how close it is in this season. As I said, a couple of weeks to go. So certainly some exciting things still to play out. Every game almost feels like a must win now. Um, but uh, exciting, exciting stuff there. Guys, just recapping that, my four, four of the most underrated players in the league, in my mind, uh, Isaiah Liafa. Angus Glover, Isaac White, and Trey Kell, the third from the Phoenix there. I tell you what, it was awesome to be back today. Just a quick, brief little episode getting back in touch with the NBL after a little layoff here. Um, super, super excited to have Ball back in our lives. I will say it was nice to wind down over the Christmas period a little bit over New Year's. Um, I was still, as my partner Annabelle would attest, checking my phone, watching games regularly. Um, but now certainly dialing that up again to one hundred and ten percent. So certainly, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials. Subscribe wherever you listen to the show. Whether you're a YouTube watcher, an Apple Podcast, a Spotify listener, or any other leading podcast provider, subscribe wherever you listen to the show so you never miss another episode. Uh, this week, uh, myself Rowan Lee will be dropping another episode late Friday night. It'll come out um, for the NBA. There, just discussing our mid-season, I guess. Our starter season predictions, how it's tracking along mid season there in the standings, uh, followed up by next week at the West. Uh, so be sure to tune into that one. Big, big, big things coming. As I said, the hunt towards, or the I guess it's not the hunt, it's the final stretch towards the playing and playoffs now for the NBL um, is certainly ramping up. So I'll be here week in and week out, keeping you up to date with all the latest news and all the drama as it unfolds till then guys take it easy have a fantastic week and i will talk to you very very soon bye